coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. I am Brett Berkey, and this is Rick Allen. We're here today to bring you some more fun, good stuff about the note industry and note tactics. Knowledge things. bombs. Yeah, smart things inside Rick's head. That's what we that's what we should base this that should be the subject. Yeah, that's good questions though. I mean you have to admit, like anybody I talk to is like Brett's the most fascinating guy. It's because you ask a lot of questions. Very curious guy. You're very curious. And actually Brett the other day was like we're talking, and he's like, Yeah, somebody's coming back in town, I'm so excited, I can't wait to figure out what I can learn from them. And I'm like, Man, <laughs> I wish I had that sort of mentality. Well it's like it, it, I learned it from Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy said you can learn something from everybody. And so sure. when it's like, you know, I remember when I was young, younger, we'd, when we go to like birthday parties with my daughter, you know, I don't know these parents. And I'm like, you know, just, you know and I, I'd find one person and then I would just like this one time this guy was like a, a gardener kind of guy. Like he, he had a big farm and I just cornered him and I opened Evernote and I just was, why do you do that? How do you do this? Where'd you get that? Where'd you do the, where's the, where's the nursery we buy from? Okay, what, what, what are the, the uh, companion plants I should get? I went on for like, I just had them in the corner for like a, an hour and until my wife was like, Brett, you gotta stop talking to him. I was like, I, I, I don't really care. I mean, after it's done, I, I'm never gonna see the guy. Yeah, <laughs> fast forward, Brett, I think that you just finish a, uh, a, like a tower hydroponics plant. Yes. Or hydroponics garden. I have garden. a 48 pod tower that uh, I, I printed on a 3D printer. How long did that take? <laughs> it took way too long. How long? <laughs> like two months? Two, two months? Two, well, it would How it long would, should it have taken? Well, with the 3D printer that you were mastered and know how to use, probably <laughs> two weeks, but like I would screw up and then I have to start over and then it would, something would happen and then I'd curse it out and, you know, swear I wasn't going to do it again or not use it and then i come back to it in the garage and look at it and then i tinker with it again and I finally finished it. You know, then the last thing is I got the pump. I couldn't figure out how to get the, the, the thing to work and I had to drill the holes and then wife's like, you're not putting that in the house because it's a five gallon bucket that I just put on top. So I went to uh, Home Goods and I just walked around the five gallon bucket putting in every like laundry basket until I found one that was snug and I was like, this looks pretty and I kind of hold in the back. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm almost done. I've been going to the hydroponic store twice now and they've been closed. So I'm kind of pissed about that, but I should, should get it done. And so that's, that's pretty much it. I'll, I'll show you a picture. We'll, we'll upload a picture of, and you can see my tower and then maybe before and after that's uh that's my, that's my after works done is my, my, my wind down. It's your release. That's my release. You're a hell of a gardener. You should see the garden he's got. Yeah. You can grow, grow some stuff. You I have to give away stuff because I don't. Yeah, I'm my, microgreens yesterday. Oh yeah, I have a microgreens set, but so what do we got? What do we have today? What's what's the plan? Um, what's what? What's our topic? So our topic is today like there's you, there's a lot of people that might not be getting the results they want in the, their note investing career. There's things that are unpredictable, but there are things that you are within your control. So you know there's a lot of things where some people might be on the sidelines still mm-hmm. and looking at notes, going I want to do it you know, but just haven't, but know a lot of stuff about it. Uh, maybe watch a lot of these videos, but just hasn't, haven't pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about what are the, the, the things that are holding you back from getting the results you want within your own in, uh, note investing career. And so I would 
Talk to you, Rick. Let's start with number one. Well, I don't know if it would be the biggest, but just... I, I think a foundation of knowledge is always going to be number one for me. Like, you got to have a foundation of knowledge. When I got into the business in 2012, there was a larger margin for error mm -hmm. um, because you were buying stuff, you know, $90,000 in debt. I paid $8,400 for it. Oh, uh, yeah. So you, you can make a lot of mistakes. You can make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And there was an abundance of inventory. So when there's so much inventory out there, it's kind of a buyer's market, buyer name your price, and you're good. Mm -hmm. And if you have any idea of the real estate market, you're good to go and you can kind of, you know, you can peg a value of what you could sell it for and what you can buy it for, and then it, you, can, you can mess up along the way. Um, when, when times are, when the inventory shrinks and it gets tighter, it's more competitive margins shrink a little bit and you have to be more uh, you have to be a, a bit more of a ninja you got to know exactly which step to do like indiana jones when he was walking across if he took one wrong step he was falling he was through, and he, through yeah so if you know what you're doing it's you can still make you can still make good returns and you can um allow your your strategy to sort of ebb and flow with the market right so so a knowledge okay. knowledge is it so when when there's Condensed inventory, your goal is to be a bit laser focused on what you want. Exactly. You want to be laser focused on what you want. You want to be more dialed into pricing. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So you want to know exactly where your pricing is, which is kind of like takes me to my second point in the thing is like, you know, what's the second thing is you pay too much for an asset. Yeah. Price is it, right? You make your money on the buy. That's the same. It's in real estate. It's the same when you're buying pretty much anything. You buy low, you sell, or sell it higher. Mm -hmm. You can make your money. So that, that would be my second thing, is people not knowing what's a competitive bid, what's going on in the market, and overpaying for stuff for the sake of buying something. Right. We have a video about that where making acceptable offers and backing into your offer based off your yield, what you want, right? So yeah, that, based, on, based off what you're looking for. So you might overpay, but if it works with your yield, you didn't overpay. You didn't. And here's, a, and here's kind of an interesting thing, is... If you're buying performing and you're, you're targeting a 10 and you wind up at an eight or a nine, is it the worst thing in the world? No, you're still, you're still, gonna, you're still gonna come out ahead. You're still gonna make your money. Mm -hmm. It's just not gonna be as high as you want. Uh, and then there's gonna be some where you get in there targeting a 10 and you wind up at a 15 and it, it all balances itself out. So um, it's always about base hits and you find the home run. When you start swinging for home runs the whole, the whole time, you're gonna hit more home runs probably, but you're also gonna strike out a couple times because things won't always go how they're supposed to. The question I have is, do you base your yield off of a portfolio? So if you say, okay, I got one that was a five and I got one that's a 15, my overall yield for my portfolio is a 10. Well, of course, you're, you have um, the weighted average on your portfolio. It's gonna give you a weighted average. This is what your portfolio is netting. And a lot of times if you're just starting out, it's your, you know, you pick a number and you try to hit the number and stay as close to that baseline as possible. Uh, whenever you're managing, you know, larger portfolios, you try to do that, but you know you're going to have some losers. And let me tell you, if you're in this business, you're going to have some stinkers. Um, I had somebody tell me that, Eddie Speed told me that. He's like, you're going to lose on some deals. It's just, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And at the time we were... I think we were like 18 for 18. I'm just killing it. <laughs> and I was like, but yeah, most, yeah most people are going to have losers. This guy is not going to have a loser. And, you know, it's, it's going to happen. It is going to happen.
And then it happened? Yeah, of course we've had some, you know? There's some times when you can't, there's a non-performing loan, you get it, and you're, you're sitting good. Maybe you paid a little bit much for it, but you're like, even if we have to owner finance it and we'll note our way out of this, we're good. And then there's a basement and the basement's got two feet of water in it. <laughs> what was that? Tell me about that one that was in uh, Tennessee near like a, the, the Kentucky, or no, Kentucky near the Kentucky Derby. That guy like went back and forth, like drug you guys through the mud. Well, was, <laughs> well that, that's a good example of like, you know, targeting a, a home run, making like 25% on a foreclosure and then winding up making, you know, eight or 9%. But the, the, the long and short of it was there was a deal. It was a, it was in a nice neighborhood, uh, two acre lots. It was a 4,000 square foot house. Oh wow! It was huge. I mean, it was, it was, it was a great house. Judgment was already entered. And um, that's one of those ones you take back and just move in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I wanted to live in Kentucky, um, <laughs> but it, but the guy ended up fighting it the whole way, and um, he kept he kept filing bankruptcy. And I think we went through four bankruptcies on that thing. And and you know, finally, I was just like, I was like, dude, I'll pay I'll pay you like fifteen grand just to leave. You take it? Yeah, I took it, and that's fine. I mean, if I would have done that day one. It would, have, it would have saved me like forty-five or fifty thousand dollars on just like in like problems. two years, right? Yeah, it was it was a nightmare. Time, money, it was just a disaster. I remember you guys talking about that one. That was coming. You guys were arguing about that one. That was just like it was. Yeah, I remember it was super nice near like Kentucky Derby or something like that in the same area. Well, so the time for the time it started until the time we finally got it back, there were some bad storms. The roof got damaged. We had it was just. Nightmare. Now, had I had I fixed it up and held it today until today, the old coulda woulda shoulda. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at a, an eight hundred thousand dollar house, and then your return is a lot enough. <laughs> That's funny. All right, moving on. What's the other? So we have we have knowledge. Knowledge is, is first off buying it right. Analysis. Analysis paralysis. Paralysis by analysis. Yes, that's what it is. Paralysis by analysis, and that's that's getting in there and being you know too too wrapped up, always looking for that every little thing's got to be perfect and, and no deal. Look, they're on the secondary or tertiary market right now. The deals aren't perfect. I got a news for you. They're, they're, you're not finding a 790 credit score on yeah. something. It's just, it's just not likely to happen. So if you're in there and you're looking for every little thing has got to be perfect, your money's sitting there idle, not doing anything. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's not only for note investing, but everything. I've seen people that do that with stocks. Um, my, my, my dad sometimes did that where he would, he would, my mom would get mad because they were big stock people and she's like, you missed it. You know, I told you it was going to go, it was going to go, it was going to go from here to here and this date we were going to do earnings and, and he was, he would, he would do it and then they would miss the boat. And so it was Makes brought, for good pillow talk at night. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's like when you sleep, when someone's sleeping on the couch. But, yeah. Well, yeah, so that that's one, and then finally, um, it's kind of the the counterparty to paralysis by analysis. It's not doing very good due diligence. If you don't do your due diligence, you don't run your values, you don't look at servicing notes, you don't look at pay history, you don't look at market conditions, you don't look at title, you know the neighborhood, all that stuff. If you're not running those calculations and and, and putting all that data into the into the machine to feed out if it's a buyer or not, you're gonna miss it. It's just the way it is. It, I mean, you're gonna mess up. Will you mess up every time? 
No, you won't, but sometimes you will. And so that's why running the due diligence is super important. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a checklist. Like, you know, I think it's, I, I want to say it's in the knowledge base, but we've, we've covered that before where mm -hmm. it was, I think it was your due diligence on non-performing though. I can't remember, but there's, there is a list inside of the knowledge base that you can look at and uh, I'll link to that. But that it'll, it shows exactly, look, this, 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 and this. Of course, we have it all in the academy. So if you're interested in that, it's there's a huge section about just just the due diligence and everything that Rick does for buying and selling notes. So we got that. So not doing your due diligence. Yeah, and then the final one, which is really it's out of your control. It's kind of like a black swan event. Uh, COVID is something. <laughs> a tree falling on a house. God forbid you had a uh, a mortgage or you held a mortgage on one that was down south in Fort Myers. You had a, you had a Cat Five hurricane rolled through there so there's that's going to happen i've had trees fall on houses before right. didn't, didn't you have that one work right? uh i did i mean we you know you got insurance which is great but it's one of the things by the time they the insurance company takes their pound of flesh and they figure in you know depreciation and all this other stuff you're looking at it you're like well we you know we lost a couple grand on it but it was like one of those things where it's like well i guess what, what are you going to do we'll just take the payoff give them you know the house and they can do with it what they want question when things like that happen where you have something like a tree fall in the house and you lose out it, can you use stuff like that as write-offs on your business i am not an accountant so i do not always answer, answer those that. questions yeah like that. I, I don't um you know, it's all it all works out in the end to where you know, yes, you're gonna lose some on there, and you're obviously you're not making any money. So, but I had a I had a really really wealthy individual tell me he's like, write offs are just they're great, but at the end of the day, you're losing money, so that's not great. <laughs> so yeah, because uh, I'd rather pay I'd rather pay twenty or thirty percent taxes on money than you know write it off because you got to have a lot of write offs, and, and when you're doing your taxes. You know, there's ways that if you're filing personal taxes, you're incorporating losses from one business into another business on your personal stuff via K1. And that, it can work there for sure. But I, I you know, you're always, the goal in the, in the note space is to always win. And it's to win as many times as possible. You got to have a, a nice winning percentage. All right. So anything else? No, that's, that's, I mean, yeah, there's a thousand other things that can cause you to lose money, not being responsible, whatever. But it's, those are the things that I see that people, that you can mitigate four out of those five. That's good to know. That's good to know. And I think we have talked about those in different episodes yeah. in the past. So cool. Well, I guess that's it. That's it. This is a, what are you doing? Anything fun this weekend? That's my birthday on Sunday. So yeah. I am going to the woods to uh, go spend some time with my wife and unplug my phone and just enjoy go hunting and cool have you, fun you won't be here for the present i got you <laughs> it'll be here monday okay cool <laughs> so. all right cool well we'll see you on the next one see ya see ya